When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Love this song, Band on the Run at 843. Thank you for all the kind messages relating to my beautiful wife, Danielle. And again, you're not going to know it because she refuses to allow the firms that she's worked at to use her name in the paper. She told them flat out no. But all this trouble that Bill de Blasio's in, today a half a million dollar fine, at the very center of all of it, representing security detail guys and really going hard at de Blasio is Danielle. It's my wife. So read that story today, and you will know that if you hate Bill de Blasio like I do, what he did to this city, what his wife did to this city, that uh, not Sid, but my wife Danielle is at the very center of making things right. And it's been a great show so far today, right? Curtis Sliwa, Corey Zelnick, Brian Kilmeade, Joseph Takapina, still to come Michael Goodwin, and the biggest story in media in New York the last two days, my friend Craig Carton. He'll join us at 940. He announced yesterday he's leaving WFAM. But my next guest has been getting up early in the morning for me. And I'm honored because this guy's a huge star. Puts on a great show with big ratings, 10 to 1 every Saturday morning here. And uh, for my money, his Fox business show is the best they've got. I love Janine on Fox News. I love Jesse. Uh, this guy's the best on Fox business by a mile. And that's Larry Kudlow. Good morning, Larry. Welcome back, buddy. Says, is it morning or is it the dead of night? I can't figure this out. <laughs> but you're Just, getting, you're Justin, getting. You're... Justin, I, Justin had to send three people over to hold me out of bed, only for you. Yeah, you're getting used to this, though. You've done this a couple of times with me, and I know you'd only do it for me. I want you to know I'm really humbled and appreciative. Thank you. Only for you. Only for you, Sid. You got the best show in the morning. Only for you. Oh, my God. Thank and you. Wow. Whatever WABC <laughs> radio wants. Wow. I do. We had dinner with John and Margo the other night. <laughs> 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 wow. 
Whatever you need, my Thank friend. you. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, I know that was a great dinner, you and uh, your lovely wife and John DeMargo and Lindsey Graham, the whole crew. So you've had a, uh, a great week of guests, too, Jim Comer. I saw him on your show a couple of days ago. And I saw Pence. I, I got to tell you, Larry, I've met Pence here because of John, John DeMargo. Lovely yeah. guy. I interviewed him. He was on my morning show. He was very, very nice. He's starting to bother me now. i got to be honest. I think what he's doing with Trump isn't right. Uh, I think he's a bit of a backstabber. There's a way to go about this. And Donald Trump did an awful lot for Mike Pence. And I just, I don't know, I'm losing my luster for Mike Pence. You want to bring me back or jump on the boat leaving town with me? Well, I'm just going to let you make up. You know, we report, you decide. Uh, Mike Pence is a very old friend of mine, probably going back, I don't know, close to 25 years. Uh, He's a very strong conservative Christian, social issues. He's a supply-sider on the economy. Uh, He's strong on the border, and he's uh, strong on national defense. But I would agree with you on the Trump questions. I asked him directly about some of his things that was in the Wall Street Journal that he said, you know, he's worried about Trump's disclosing documents to people, quote-unquote. And I said, well, Trump didn't disclose anything to anybody. It's not like he just, you know, took documents and disclosed the contents to uh, some foreign agents, Russia, China, whatever. So I didn't understand Pence's. I didn't. I said, Mike, I don't understand your reference here. And he couldn't answer the question. He didn't answer the question. He mumbled around for a couple, two, three minutes, you know, until I until I came in. I mean, look, the issues here. I mean, first of all, Trump is doing very well in the polls. You know, people are Liz Peek was on my TV show yesterday and she's quite skeptical of Trump. But she noted that these polls are showing that he will be Biden. And uh, the point is, uh, people say Trump is the candidate that Biden and the Democrats want because they know they can beat him. That is simply not true. No. And and you look at this whole story that my, my view increasingly is very simple. Biden fears Trump, and therefore Biden is essentially attempting to throw Trump in jail at the earliest possible time. I mean, this uh, Dumbo prosecutor, special counsel Jack Smith, said in his news conference last week, or last week or earlier this, earlier this week, that he wants to get this done in a short period of time. What you have to read is they want Trump in jail in a short period of time <laughs> so he won't run against Biden. Right. But that's not going to happen. That is not going to happen. This is going to run through the courts because Trump is acting within the scope of the Presidential Records Act. It is a civil matter, not criminal. The Espionage Act has not has not convicted anybody since 1917. <laughs> okay? It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And Trump is protected by the um, uh, Presidential Records Act. And this is a, an issue between the National Archives and the president. But the president... Uh, who is now the former president, has full uh, discretion and that uh, to dispose of these documents in whatever way he sees. Well, but let me, let me stop you for a second, because I am, like you, a huge Trump supporter. He was on this show two weeks ago. It worked for him like you did, Larry, so you guys are a bit closer. But I love the guy. But 
with everything you just said, which is 100%, 1,000% accurate, what about the obstruction charge? What if, in fact, he did tell somebody to lie? You really can't get around that, can you? I don't believe it. I mean, I just, I don't believe it. I think what's happened here is, again, uh, mangling the law. Uh, what they've done is uh, this uh, special counsel persuaded a judge to force one of Trump's attorneys to violate the attorney-client privilege hmm. and talk about internal matters and discussions. And by the way, they were merely discussions. Now, that is a abrogation of the law. It will never stand up in court. And I think that's what they're hanging their hat on. Right. I don't think it's an yep. obstruction charge whatsoever. Okay. You know, discussions are different than actions. They all have to prove obstruction. But the point is, if you look at the decision made by the Obama judge concerning Bill Clinton, you know, the famous, he's got all these classified tapes in his sock drawer, <laughs> okay, and they had to make a, uh, uh, they had to make a court decision on this. And she said clearly that the law states the president has full disclosure, full disposal of all of these documents. It's up to him, whatever he wants to do. Yep. Now, Trump, you know, the National Archives can work it out with Trump. Trump has said he will give back stuff if they work it out. But these are conversations. Uh, they should never have been brought to a court. They should never have been in an indictment. They will never get Trump. But the whole point here is Biden wants to throw the ex-president in jail. Yes. This is a very sad, this is a very sad and tragic yep. development in American history. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look and at the Biden, past. You look at guys who have done that, you know, from Mao Zedong to Stalin right, to Hitler. Right. All these guys have thrown, right? Communist countries throw their opponents in jail. Right. Banana republics throw their opponents in jail. The uh, United States of America does not throw its opponents in jail. Listen, Trump, in a second term, knows where the bodies are buried now. He will clean the corrupt stables of Washington, D.C. and the swamp. He will clean out the FBI. He will clean out the Justice Department. He will clean out the CIA. He will clean out the federal bureaucracy. He knows where the bodies are buried now. And this is what Biden's fear. And and don't forget, Sid, this Burisma bribery scandal is now, this is closing in on uh, Joe Biden. Closing in, they've just uh, reported today, the New York Post and the Washington Times, that uh, Biden uh, and his son's close associate, Devin Archer, is now negotiating. He's going to appear before James Comer uh, and his investigations committee. The noose is tightening. The 17 tapes, two of which were between the president of Burisma and Joe Biden. The other 15 were with Hunter Biden. The bribery scandal of $5 million to each. You know, this stuff is appearing in FBI documents yeah. from a very well-trusted informant who was a business associate. I mean, the point here, look, the Burisma, this whole storyline, which has finally come out this week, by the way, um, a lot of it from a Fox Digital reporter named Brooke Singman. Uh, Burisma wanted to do business in the United States. They wanted to do an IPO. 
They wanted to hook in with it. One of the Texas oil companies said, this is so important. That was the motive. Hmm. They couldn't do it while they were under investigation by this Ukrainian prosecutor named Shokin. So they bribed Joe Biden in order to have him get rid of Shokin in Ukraine. And, and we have that, that tape. Happened. And we have that tape where Joe Biden goes, oh, son of a bitch. The guy was gone. Remember that, Larry? And the tape, this is between the uh, the former president, you're right, the former president of the Ukraine and Joe Biden. And the former president of the Ukraine basically says, I did what you wanted, even though there was no evidence of wrongdoing. That's on that tape. And Biden was withholding a billion dollars of foreign aid to Ukraine. So they got rid, so the old president got rid of the prosecutor, Shokin. Okay, and Biden had the State Department release the uh, $1 billion. Now, that is the most incredible corrupt uh, <laughs> exchange you've ever heard Not of. Real. And then to get to get there, later we learn that the Burisma CEO gave them $5 million, both of them. And they hid it through these little LLC phony accounts, uh, these so-called suspicious accounts that we learned from the Treasury. All I'm saying is Biden is a desperate man. He is a desperate man. He is trying desperately to throw his main opponent, uh, uh, Donald Trump, in jail. And he's desperate to get away. You know, you see him. He he looks at the every time they ask him about this Burisma bribery situation, he says, oh, that's Blarney. Stop asking these stupid questions. Right. He's got big trouble. No, but he actually actually screwed up last time because before he used his famous word, that's malarkey, he actually said, where's the money? That was stupid of him to say that. Where's the money? Sid? Yeah. Meanwhile, the stock market loves this. It's booming, Sid. The stock market is booming. One reason it's booming is it sees a change. It sees that socialism in Washington may be coming to an end. It likes that. Really? The stock market likes business. Really? The stock market likes capitalism. Sure. And sure. it sees it. A Republican is going to replace Biden. In all likelihood, the Republican is going to be Donald Trump. But if the Republicans, Ron DeSantis, DeSantis will end socialism, too, yep. even though he's running a terrible campaign and doesn't have an economic agenda. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying if he ever got there, he's a good conservative. Yes. Okay, buy into he's that. a fine second so, choice. He's a fine second choice. I only have about three minutes yeah. to go, but I want to hit this because, again, yeah. as if you're not brilliant enough, my God, 10 to no, 1 every Saturday and every I'm day on Fox reporting. Business. You're brilliant. I'm just reporting. No, I'm you're brilliant. Reporting. No, you're not. You're humble. You're brilliant. I, you, you, <laughs> you wrote this. You said, America is not, not the cause of alleged climate issues. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yes, yes. Biden, uh, he's crazy stuff. He speaks to the, whatever it's called, the League of Conservation Voters or some damn thing. He says America is the cause of it. So we put up a chart, actually two charts, showing that the United States, between 2010 and 2020, had the largest reduction in carbon emissions of any major country in the world, by far, (laughs) by far. And then we put up a second chart and shows who the polluters are. Guess what? China, number one, by far. Number two, India. And then you got Saudi Arabia in there and so forth. I mean, China's building a couple of hundred coal plants every year, and Joe Biden is blaming America, right? (laughs) So it's like, Hey, I'm Joe Biden, comma, quote, I hate America. Right? That's what he does. That's what he does. And then and then the best part, uh, the most fun I've ever had 
he gets, uh, he says, I'm going to go off script now. And he says he wants to build a railroad between the West Coast of the United States, all through the Pacific and the Indian Ocean to get to uh, uh, Africa. He wants a railroad to go underneath the Pacific Ocean, then back on land in China, then back underneath the Indian Ocean till it gets to so it gets to Africa. No, he's describing this. Now, if you go up and do the Google map thing, that's an 8,000-mile railroad, okay, 8,000 miles, which if you ever built the darn thing, would emit more carbon than anything we've had in three or 400 years, okay? And we calculated the cost would be somewhere around seven trillion dollars oh my god and i'm asking the question where's biden going to get the seven trillion because he's already bankrupt the united <laughs> states government by spending five trillion in two years aye, aye, aye. So this yep. is a biden fantasy he's going to run a railroad through listen over the underneath the pacific <laughs> back on land in china and then underneath the indian ocean he actually said this. that's crazy i'm, I'm not making i believe this you I believe How you. Could I make this. I up mean, plus, plus, plus. No one no. has an imagination to make. Of course this stuff not. Up. Plus, by the way, trillion dollars. He may want to uh, one of these days if he's so worried about carbon emissions and all these things. Maybe him and his transportation secretary Pete Buttigieg yeah. should start yeah. walking instead of taking private jets. No, Larry. No. The best. Yes, of course. But, that, but that's way too easy. The best part with Pete Buttigieg was when you know, and they, we have it on tape. We showed it last night in the show. Yeah. Buttigieg would come to the White House for meetings, okay, with the president, whoever. So he'd come in his big black SUV, his big black gas-guzzling SUV. Then he would stop at the security gate, get out of the car, go and lift the tailgate up and pull out a bicycle. Then he would get on the bicycle and ride a half a block on West Exec, the side entrance, okay? I mean, the guy's a complete, utter phony. He had the whole thing on tape. The wow. whole thing on tape. So he was lying. He he won't fess up about how many private jets he took, which are all gas-guzzling, fuel-guzzling jets. That's number one. And number two, he's a phony because he rides in his SUV with a security detail and then goes up the tailgate, hops on a bicycle, <laughs> and rides a half a block down West Exec Road and it. then goes in the side door yeah. of the uh, of the White House. It, you can't make this stuff up. No, you I mean, can't. Yeah. Sid, yeah. you got to make a movie, Sid. you got to <laughs> You got to produce the movie. I'll oh. help you finance it. Okay. Done. Done. We'll, we'll ask Mr. Katsimatidis if he's interested in an Oscar-winning movie about people. <laughs> hey, John's actually said to me the last thing he wants to buy, and you heard this too, Larry. You were there that night. Is a uh, movie studio. So who knows? It's possible. Hey, listen. Uh, this was another unbelievable discussion. I mean this, Larry. When you come on the show, it's a big, big deal for me. You're so great. Your radio show was that. great. Your TV show was I great. It. I love you. Thank you. Yeah, anytime, Sid. Anytime, dead of night, only for you. Thank you, Larry. God, he's so great. Bye, buddy. I love Larry Kudlow. I love him. I don't like him a little. I don't even love him a little. I love Larry Kudlow a lot. Check him out. 10 to 1 every Saturday. And, of course, every day. He's the best show on Fox Business. Trust me. The best. Larry Kudlow.